1: There's listening to SportsGrid, then there's listening, listening. to SportsGrid. You know you're doing it right when friends ask you about the week's matchups. The wife is happy, and your teenager regards you with quiet awe. Here's your slippers, Dad. Keep listening to the SportsGrid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing.
2: It's kind of a dream come true. You know, you never thought as a kid, you know, you see the movie, you never think that you actually get a chance to play at the Field of Dreams. If you build it, he will come. Getting this opportunity, getting a chance to walk through the corn, I think it's gonna be a big moment, a special moment. I wish we were playing three games there. You know,
3: everyone's putting in all this work, building the stadium, doing what they need to do, and it's all for one game. But, um,
2: you know, I know this, everybody in this clubhouse is excited for us.
4: The one constant through all the years, Ray, It's been baseball. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again.
3: Feel the Dreams Baseball coming up tonight. That's going to be interesting. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, hour number two. Brian Blessing. Chris Bavona, our terrific producer, is back east in New York. In this hour, Tony Miller's going to join us from the Golden Nugget, talk about the ultimate football challenge, get ready for preseason football, college football, and Adam Burke, skating tripods on Twitter, is going to join us. We'll talk baseball with Adam. But here out of the gate, Chris Bavona and I, were Yankee fans, I'm not that Yankee fan, I'm a Yankee fan. Uh, are you that Yankee fan, Chris? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm like I I am that Yankee fan, but I'm also like I, I look at other Yankee fans and at times I'm just like God, I hate you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania, equidistant between New York and Philly, and I chose the Yankees. And when I was a kid, I grew up with Ron Bloomberg, Horace Clark, Gene Michael, Tom Tresh, Jake Gibbs. Then Bobby Mercer was pretty good. Cut the tail end of Joe Pepperton. I saw you know Mantle, Maris, you know a couple of games when I was a little kid, and then they were god awful, for my entire youth, awful, you know. So I I earned my pinstripes. But I'm mean, I'm not one of those. I'm not an over the top obnoxious Yankee fan. I mean I'm passionate about the Yankees, but I don't. I, I'm not that guy. I'm not you know in people's grill. Only um on, you. Know, I only pull the Yankee card out when they start pitchforking me about the Bills never winning it.
1: <laughs> at so least, at least I got something in my holster, something. So my my childhood started off with the years of the the early years of Mattingly, uh, Danny Tartable, Steve Sachs uh, at the tail end of his career, Roberto Kelly. I think it I think it was really one of those times where I was really I, I really didn't know much about how bad the Yankees actually were. But uh, I, I really was hoping that they would be better. They started getting better, I think, around like 1995. And I had actually gone to, um, I had gone to one of the game, one of the playoff games, and then I ended up going in '96. That's when Jeter became big. I was really excited about that uh, when, when Jeter came out, and I was at the ALCS game where Jeffrey Mayer caught that home run. I was about seven rows, <laughs> not kidding, seven rows behind him. And then, funny story enough, I ended up becoming friends with him maybe in high school.
3: Small world, huh?
1: You have no idea. You have no
3: idea. My wife and I, we were dating at the time. We did a bus trip, went to the World Series. I think it was game two. And the Yankees got mauled in the game against the Dodgers. And all I can remember was Mickey Rivers out in center field and they're throwing purple smoke bombs
1: out into the outfield because they were getting maimed. But but, Brian, sort of not off subject here, but I got to tell you, you you guys were talking about like, you know, will they do this Field of Dreams game every year? Kind of like how they do the NHL. Why not? Well, here's the thing that they've been taught. I I read an article about um, they were talking about where are other places that they could do regular season games. You know, they've been talking about doing more games in Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. And then this one made me really happy. They want to do a game in the setting of the Sandlot. Just a just a little fenced off area that looks like a, like a little league baseball stadium.
3: <laughs> nice. What, what? And then the guy hits a pop up, and there's fireworks in the sky.
1: That would be. Hey, listen, they use they use it as their uh, their lighting. That's what they said. Like we're playing a night game because it's Fourth <laughs> of July. I
3: really have high hopes for this. I think it will be be pretty cool. I mean, you even heard Aaron Judge say, "Hey, man." You put all this work into this, why don't we play three games here? And that, that kind of makes sense. I know I know why. You, 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 you
1: Have you been able to decipher why? Uh, does it have anything to do with, I don't know, stadium attendance? How would it be,
3: this is a White Sox home game. That's three home dates the White Sox are losing. I'm sure this is a shared revenue thing. You know, at the end of the day, the White Sox saying, yeah, we'll give up a game. We're not giving up three.
1: I mean, what's the difference between this game in Iowa versus when the the Yankees and the Red Sox played in London?
3: What's how the, many like, people? No, yeah, I know, I know.
1: I I know how many people are going to be going to you know uh, Wembley Stadium versus how many people are going to a cornfield in Iowa.
3: Well, we will learn in a few hours. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I I think it's it's a something fresh, and. They've got a lot of publicity and a lot of promotion for it. I hope the game lives up to it. and hope the venue lives up to it, but it should be cool. We've got preseason football, a couple of games tonight. We get three games tomorrow and then ten NFL preseason games on Saturday. It's a great time of year. A lot of cool stuff going on. And we're going to be heading downtown to the Golden Nugget. One of our dear friends, Tony Miller from the Golden Nugget, is going to join us. And we invite you to keep it right here. Soldiering on. Chris Bolon is our producer i'm brian blessing vegas sportsbook radio series 204 the sports grid radio network
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: All right, folks, back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, thrilled to be with you here. Series 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. And this is always a treat for me when our pal, the big man, Tony Miller from the Golden Nugget, is able to join us. And he is downtown. It is a cool venue. Uh, that place is, it's a cool sports the I mean, really great TV screens all around. It, it's not massive, but it's perfect, and you go in and the horses and the sporting events, and you get the customer service, Tony Miller and his team. They're wonderful people, great restaurants, the Chart House, Cadillac Cantina. Football season's coming, man. The Golden Nugget's going to be jumping this year. We're getting back on the beam, but It's got to be a good feeling.
4: I can't wait for tonight, man. We got two games tonight, and uh, we're ready to go. We're all excited here. It's gonna be a good, good, good weekend.
3: How about? All right, come on. You got two football games tonight: Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington, New England. They're just preseason games. We had the Hall of Fame game, but people are drooling for football. And you only have two of them on the docket. Are they betting these games?
4: You know, buddy, just not football games. It's been a long haul, man. There's been a, they they took the Hall of Fame game last week, and they had fun with that, and we're just starting. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be good. And everybody wants football, and everybody's up for it. And tonight we start. We're rolling away, man.
3: All right. New England, it's pick, minus one. Um, some places, total's 37. And Philly's a one-point favorite over Pittsburgh. The total's thirty six. Just a goofy preseason game, Tony, but they're on the board, man. I mean, you could have a decision, but I've got personally, I've got to believe Pittsburgh having a game under their belt. And oh, by the way, not a Hall of Fame game on a Sunday, turn around and play on a Thursday, but a Thursday to Thursday where they basically have a week leading up to it. Personally, I believe having that game under their belt should be a good thing for Pittsburgh.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, they won that game last week against the boys in Canton, and now they're here playing Philly, and, uh, you know, they got Najee Harris, who looked decent in his first first game with what he played, and, you know, Mason Rudolph. So, yeah, it's, you know, they're going to bet Pittsburgh, I believe. I I wouldn't be surprised if I see this game go down to pick them or something because they do have the one-game experience. But, you know, preseason is, man, anything goes.
3: Well, okay, and then tomorrow, same premise for Dallas, has a game under their belt. Arizona, Arizona, one and a half, 39 and a half. I'm sure you've been watch- you watched it. I love it. I don't care who the team is. There's something cool about it. You get to know some of the guys, you know, things you didn't know about them. Maybe get, that guy's pretty cool. But I mean, most of these guys <laughs> come off as being pretty cool. Guys maybe you weren't a big fan of or go, yeah, that guy's pretty cool. And now we're doing the Cowboys. And it was cool to see for me. The way that played out, we had heard, you know, Prescott's on the shelf, and I had a buddy of ours that is a Cowboys fan. Oh, they're just resting. I'm like, you're not resting any quarterback during training <laughs> camp when you're installing packages. This is not good. And at the end of the day, he went, he threw too much in day one. He gets this muscle strain, Tony, while he's just warming up, and lo and behold, he's going to have another MRI. You're a Cowboys fan. How worried are
4: you? I'm very worried, man, because I know there's something more to it than Jerry's letting on. Even Troy Aikman said on the telecast last week something's wrong here, and uh, they're not letting you know saying anything much about it what's happened. But there's definitely something wrong, and I just hope he you know can be ready by the regular season. If if not, they're in trouble because their backup system behind Dak is not good, and uh, they'll be scrambling looking for a free agent after the last preseason game.
3: Well, we've already got the deal with the Colts, but now the news supposedly is getting a little better. Wentz's timetable, you know, maybe they say a chance for the opener, but you're sitting there going, well, do they go and, you know, shoot the bad signal into this guy, get Phillip Rivers? Do they make a trade? Troy Aikman was saying that, you know, the Cowboys, the backup quarterback's not on the roster. That's what Aikman said. The problem yeah. is. It may not be the backup. I mean, you. I'm again. I you don't know. Hopefully, this thing comes back. It's a strain. He rested for four or five days, and he can play through it. And it's nothing. But I mean, we got to watch the Cowboys really closely in terms of maybe trying to pull something off for a quarterback. Don't you think?
4: Oh, absolutely, buddy. You know, if it ain't Dak, then it's really not the two guys behind him right now. Trust me, I know. It's not Cooper Rush or Ben DiNucci. No, it is not. So they'll be looking for somebody, and they're going to have to get somebody in there real quick who's smart and savvy and, you know, a proven veteran, uh, carry that team for for a while until he does come back, if in, if indeed he is out.
3: Again, I, I feel bad because you're a passionate Cowboys nut, and I, I'm not piling on. But I'm curious, though with your job, and we saw the impact with the Wentz news and notes, Indy's off the board, Indy season win total goes from 9.5 down to, you know, 8, or, or, I'm sorry, 10.5 down to 9, Tennessee's number goes up to nine and a half, ten. 10 uh, What are you doing with the Cowboys here? It's, it's just preseason, but Have you taken them down from a regular season win total? Are you you moving the juice to the under? What are you doing with the Cowboys?
4: You know, we haven't really done nothing yet. I'm keeping an eye on it. I got my staff watching it. It's, you know, it's just breaking news on deck should something happen. But no, we haven't shaded either way yet. We'll see what happens. But you know what, Brian? It's been a crazy summer for quarterbacks. The whole Deshaun Watson deal, that happened. And then Aaron Rodgers stuff happened, and that was really crazy. And, uh, you know, it, it affects your numbers. And then the whole Wentz thing came down, and now we got the deck. So, you know, there might be some more injuries in the next week, but you just got to deal with it. You got to play along and see what happens. in the – adjust accordingly and uh, we'll wait and see what happens with Dak. I've, I've made no rational moves or no crazy moves yet. Not yet. Well buddy, the odds makers
3: try, I mean it's your job, not to overreact but what about the betting public when they hear about when? So they hear this Prescott thing Is there almost an instantaneous reaction when they hear news like this?
4: Uh, you know, what happens is, you know, some guys react real fast on the phone accounts, you know, because they're sitting at home in front of the TV and uh, they'll, make a, they'll make a little, you know, wager on the phone account, and, you know. and But you know what? I accept those wagers. It can go with them. It could go against them. That's but, a- you know, we're both on the same, same table. We don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, I sit back and let the money come in and I'll adjust accordingly as far as how much money I get.
3: You know, it's such a great point you made. I mean, I've done that before. You're sitting there and you hear, uh, you know, you hear something and your reaction is, oh, and you grab an app and I'll play the under or I'll play the other team. And, you, you're sitting there when you hit the button go, hey, look at me. Ain't I smart? You know, 20 minutes later, that's <laughs> yeah, not as bad as we first thought. You're sitting there going, hey, can I, get my, can I cancel that, please?
4: <laughs> it happens every day. It happens in baseball, you know, with uh, with totals in baseball. They see a, a black cloud going to be in the air, and there's going to be a major storm coming in. Next thing you know, my my accounts are lighting up on my – they're betting the under. It's not, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, they react really fast on the phone accounts. Of course, it's easy when you have all those accounts in the palm of your hand sitting, sitting in front of your TV at home. They can make them real fast.
3: 30-mile-an-hour <laughs> right. oh, the wind's blowing in at Wrigley, and everybody hammering the under. Oh, the wind just changed. They put 24 runs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. yeah. Hey, Tony Miller's with us. He's going to stick for another segment. The Chart House, the Cadillac Cantina, happy hours, 4 to 6 p.m., the restaurants are awesome down there. Vic and Anthony Steakhouse, the mobile app. If you come in, you go in downtown, make a point of sting, swinging by to see Tony, and he'll say hi to you. He's a great guy. Uh, check out the sports book at the Golden Nugget, and we're thrilled he's with us today. Hey, listen, uh, don't forget they're taking entries for the super contest at the uh, Westgate. Super Contest Weekend, August 27th to 28th. We're doing the shows, as Super Book in the golf tournament on Saturday. And when we come back, we're going to tell or ask Tony Miller uh, to give us the lowdown. Tell us all about the Ultimate Football Challenge, the contest that is so unique at the Golden Nugget because it entails professional and. Top- College football. Sports Radio Network. It's Sportsbook Radio. Keep it right
1: here. We'll be right back. Congratulations.
0: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: Network.
3: Back with your Vegas Sports Book Radio. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Chris pavone is our producer back east, and we're talking preseason football and the ultimate football challenge. Football contests are such a big thing in Las Vegas. We mentioned the uh, super Contest, Jake Cornegay and the gang. I'll be over there August 27th doing the radio shows. and uh, Then we have the golf tournament and then MC. They're giving away 10 entries to the Super Contest on Saturday, August 28th. That's always a great weekend. And the, the true fun of that is seeing so many people before football season starts. Then everybody goes in a bunker and you don't see them again for a year. And that is the same thing that happens with Tony Miller downtown at the Golden Nugget with the Ultimate Football Challenge. I'll ask you about the contest in a second. But, but the cool thing about like those, that final weekend before football, you get besieged, all the late signups, but you see the people that you've known forever, all the people. Everybody knows everybody, but everybody comes in. They sign up, Super Contest weekend, your weekend. Everybody huddles up, and then it's a vapor trail, and you don't see them until next year. But this year, we haven't seen them for two years because of the pandemic.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah we have to cancel it last week last year because of the COVID situation, but we're back this year and it's stronger than ever. And uh, you're right, Brian, when that one big weekend when they all come in for the Westgate, you know, they they all come over here also and sign up over here. So it's pretty fun.
3: So tell them about the ultimate football challenge. First of all, let me give them the lowdown, what it costs, but the unique aspect of it, because you've parlayed college and NFL into the one contest. And that's resonated with a lot of people.
4: Yeah, yeah, the, you know, the big contest in town, are up there with them. We have a $1,000 entry for our contest, but the unique thing about it is, you're right, we put in college football plays along with NFL. So a lot of guys like college football, and we put every college football game Played that weekend on the card, so you got a lot to choose from, and uh, you know it's pretty exciting. You do seven picks instead of five picks, and uh, you know we have a lot less entries than those other contests, which makes it you know a little bit juicier and easier to win. You know, so if I can get, I'm hoping to get 500 entries this year. I've never had 500, but we got a lot of interest, and the signs are going very well right now.
3: Oh, but it's, it's such a cool contest and I love the fact you put those two together and I've asked you this before but you know one more time heading into a new contest or new football season it's a pretty decent mix right of college and pro it's it's, it, it's like along the lines of 50 50.
4: Yeah, well, you know, as far as their selections go, there are some guys that specialize in college. There are some guys who like strictly NFL and a lot of mix. You're right, but uh, we get mostly, you know, the ones that come and sign up for this do like college football because they can't get it anywhere else. So you'll see most of the selections, and we put them on our website every week on Saturday morning. You can go on the Golden Nugget website and see who they pick. Their college selections are up there, and they play college pretty hard.
3: Let me ask you the same question I asked Kenny White in uh, our first hour. Is there anything, Tony, throughout the course of preseason that you'll watch and it resonates with you that would impact your power rating or your belief in a football team? Anything other than injuries. Injuries are the no brainer. Is there anything you can spot? Is it, you know, be it a coach, the way he manages a game? Uh, team's attitude. I don't know anything. Is there anything that impacts your belief in what a team's going to be like on opening day?
4: Not really, Brian. Of course, you know, the major thing, you know, we do look out for injuries. That's very important. And, you know, we, we you know, very proactive of a, a starting guy goes down in the first quarter of a game would we'll take some of their season wins and, and other things down you know, that affect that team but other than that no there's nothing you know you, I can't tell you know some coaches like to win in preseason some don't a whole lot of things don't matter to me what happens in preseason but come game you know that first Thursday night when the Cowboys strap it up against the Buccaneers it's a total different game but it, what they do in preseason or how they play or what they're doing uh, really doesn't affect me at all unless it's an injury
3: The big man Tony Miller is our guest from the Golden Nugget, the Ultimate Football Challenge, and you have long been willing to be an ostrich and stick your neck out there, pal. Props, indexes, a lot of cool things, regardless of the sport. What are some of the things uh, you got out there getting ready for a new football season?
4: No, buddy. And, you know, and that's the good thing about running my own book, being a freestanding book where I can make my own numbers, do my own, you know, power ratings, and I put up what I want to put up. And uh, I go against the big boys. I'm not scared. You're right. I'll throw some num- numbers out there and some things that they don't have that I like to book, and guys come down here to bet them. And, uh, but we got a ton of things, Brian. Oh, my God. Uh, you, know, you know, besides all the stats and stuff in <laughs> the NFL and college and conferences and, and games of the year, I mean you know i i I do everything I can get my little hands on and uh, I try to stick as many things out there as I can for the public to bet on, and not just for the game before kickoff but during the game and and you know yeah. all sorts of stuff man i, I there's a list are, of mile long.
3: are there any indexes or props i mean and and not specific which ones, but have indexes maybe the better way to ask it have indexes or props? And money that's been wagered on them, be it an individual guy going over yards or, you know, whatever it may be, that actually impacts you to the point that you would shade a number, an actual game number, or at least have a lean or be cognizant of, watch out, money's coming on these guys.
4: No, not really. I can tell, you know, like I have the NFL MVP up, and I'm getting a lot of interest in Matthew Stafford. Uh, so that's telling me the public likes Stafford with the Rams, you know, which tells me they're probably going to bet the Rams a little bit. And, and you know, and so we're seeing, you know, I don't try and correlate them too much, uh, you know, because people come from all over the United States here to gamble, and, uh, you know, they play different things. But, no, nah, I, I, I don't. Way too much to that as far as going to the actual game number itself.
3: All right, buddy. How about college football? Again, August 28th. What's your best guess? Just tell me the general MO for you historically all the years you've done this. The adjustments week one to week two in college football. How long does it take you to get a read on certain teams? And then how unique is 2021 with all these transfer portals? And sixth year seniors and all that stuff. How different might this year be in terms of you getting real comfortable? In terms of, I got a grip on what this
4: team's all about. Well, you know, the monsters on top, the Bamas, the Oklahomas, the Clemsons, the Georgias are real easy to read. You know, Uh, what gets hard is like in uh, week one when Clemson plays Georgia, that's two juggernauts going at it right away. What do you do with the loser of that game? Where do you rank them now? How far does your power rating slip on a major game like that? That's where it gets a little bit tougher when they play this early in the season. Uh, As far as the other teams goes, Brian, you know, the MAC teams, the Sunbelt teams and things like that, you know, uh, they got some Cinderella's in there that people like to wager on, but we know they're not probably going to make the top ten or, or the playoffs. So we keep our mindset on the power five teams, and, and and we'll see what happens week to week. There's always one team that's lurking in the eight, nine, or ten position that you got to keep an eye on where if they win the national championship by some tra- – you know, Central Florida is a good example. If they should come in and win the national championship this year, I'll be closing my doors here. <laughs>
3: Well, I will tell you, Tony, the, the situation you brought up, two power brokers play right out of the gate. You know, hey, maybe you caught them early and, you know, the odds are long, but say a team goes unbeaten at that point and they actually played again in the playoffs down the road. You know, that other team would be so much better than they were, but you can't let that one game, you know, in that specific matchup overly destroy your rating of a team because it was a football game, they could still be a monster, the team that lost the game.
4: No doubt about it. If Georgia beats Clemson, I'm not going to knock Clemson out of the playoffs because they lost to Georgia – you know, that's a team with a one loss that can, you know, definitely be in the championship game for sure. Two losses might be a little different, but, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, one of them's going to have a loss, and one's going to have a win the first week, and, uh, you know, you got to adjust it accordingly every week. But they're not going anywhere, even though they're playing each other the first game.
3: All right, bud. The Field of Dreams baseball game. I asked. We were talking during the commercial. Not so much, huh? It's just another baseball game, at least from a betting
4: perspective, huh? Yeah, so far, you know, I've got a little bit of action on just, you know, kibbles and bits, you know, but no serious, serious money from uh, Sharps yet. But we'll see closer to game time. They are playing the over a little bit, and we'll see what happens right now. And, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to watch for sure. But, yeah, they are playing the over. Uh, Right now we're at 9.5 under the favorite, but that Mm -hmm. might change. That might shift the other way come game time.
3: Tony Miller from the Golden. One more time, Tony. Tell the folks if they're coming in from out of town, hey, you want to go down there, use the mobile app, get an app when you come to town. You just have to be in the state of Nevada, so it'll make your trip that much more enjoyable. But give them the lowdown on the contest. Anybody's coming in to get over there and sign up.
4: Yeah, for sure. Ultimate Football Challenge, $1,000 entry. You're allowed up to three entries. Uh, Just got to sign up one time, and you can get a proxy if you're not here, and uh, it's a great contest. Seven picks a week, college or pro, every college game on the board, and uh, you got a good chance to win some good, good money, and we pay the top 20 spots in the contest, and uh, it's very exciting every week. And uh, stop by the book, say hello. I'd love to meet everybody out there. It'd be awesome
3: you're the man man thank you for doing this best of luck with the contest and we'll chat again next week Tony Miller from the Golden Nugget we love him he's a great guy if you're coming in from the strip the other Tony's Tony Neville he's a great guy too. the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar we're coming back to Vegas taking to the top of the hour Adam Burke is going to join us when we return on Vegas Sportsbook Radio sincere thanks to our pal Tony Miller from the Golden Nugget taking a brief time out coming back Sirius Channel 204 and the Sports Grid Radio Network
1: Sometimes winning just comes down to attitude. Well, that and listening to us 16 hours a day. Just saying. We are the SportsGrid Radio Network.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: with do Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're heading to the top of the hour. Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Chris Pavona, our producer, and always a treat for us. Adam Burke joining us at Skating Tripods on Twitter. A great follow, a lot of great information there. Field of Dreams, Mr. Baseball. Adam, you're excited about the baseball game tonight?
2: Yeah, I think it'll be fun. You know, it's always nice to see some kind of deviation in the middle of the baseball season, especially here in the dog days of summer. So, looking forward to it. it should be a whole lot of fun.
3: What are you hearing, like, dimension-wise and, you know, how it all play out? Is, is it is it just it looks different? Is I mean, is it a baseball game, or is there anything quirky dimension-wise we should know?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, not necessarily. The fences are pretty close to league average. The fences are a little bit shorter in terms of height. So maybe that'll be something that kind of leads to a little bit more offense, maybe some more home runs. But, you know, in a one-off game here tonight, you do have a White Sox team that's taking on a Yankees left-hander and Andrew Heaney that, you know, the White Sox have hit lefties very, very well all season long. So they would have had a high offensive projection for this game anyway, add in a guy like Heaney, I think it makes sense to see this total, you know, sitting up there in the nine-and-a-half range.
3: And, you know, Aaron Judge say, hey, they went to all this work, and this is really cool. wish we would play three games here. The only thing I can think of, which makes sense to me, I've not read this and just surmised in a previous segment, well, that's all well and good, except the Whites are like, well, we already gave up one home date. I mean, (laughs) you'd have to splinter that off, right, where one team's not giving up all the home dates.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's something that they definitely would have to take into consideration if they had multiple games there. And with that being said, the Indians are actually playing a game on uh, Williamsport here, here later on this year. So they'll be playing at the, uh, you know, the site of the little league world series. So that's one that we have to look forward to here on August 22nd as well. And that is the Indians giving up a home date themselves.
3: All right. Adam joins us and our good friends based in Cleveland, uh, are your windows okay, bud? I mean, the Giants didn't hit any any baseballs through any windows at your place, did they? Oakland's up 12-0 after 6.
2: No, so far so good, but uh not not a not a great day for the tribe here and you know, we're kind of seeing some of the regression I think a lot of us expected from them because they were really playing over their heads. Now the bullpen has regressed to a high degree. The offense still isn't really there most of the time. Uh, I I think this is probably a team that finishes a few games under 500 at this point.
3: All right, buddy, let's turn to – well, no, no, let me ask you. Generally speaking, because you're you know, so on top of baseball, any trends in the next week or two, things we should be looking for? I always ask you, anything you spotted of late that you apply moving forward?
2: Well, something I talked about right after the trade deadline has come to fruition here where favorites have just been rolling over the last few days, and, and this is not really a big surprise because typically when you talk about the really good teams – the teams that are in those regular favorite roles, they have the deepest pitching staffs. And, and this is something that's going to start getting a lot of run as, as we go forward here. Guys only threw 60, 70, maybe 75 innings last year. Now they're being asked to throw 150 plus. So the teams that have a lot of depth, that are able to kind of spread out the starts, spread out the innings, but not really lose a whole lot in terms of quality, those teams should be in much better shape here over the next six weeks or so before, you know, maybe some teams kind of set up their playoff rotations or, or something like that. So I would think as we go forward here, it's still going to continue to be very, very chalky in the Major League Baseball world.
3: All right, bud. Let's get to preseason football tonight. We got Washington, New England. New England won a pick. Totals 37. Pittsburgh at Philly. Eagles minus one. Totals 36. We've got the Hall of Fame game under our belt. What are some of the things you've applied over the years in preseason football, and how unique do you think this particular preseason will be?
2: Yeah, I think it'll be unique for for a variety of different reasons. I mean, first of all, we didn't have a preseason last year. Second, you know, I think that one of the things that we really have to pay close attention to here once again this year as we do in every preseason is how the coaches handle these things, and they will typically tell you, how they're handling these things you know they'll say hey you know in practice i wasn't happy with our running game i wasn't happy with how we ran the football so you can reasonably assume that they're going to run the ball a lot in that game so maybe that lends itself towards an under maybe it lends itself towards fading that team if they've got a bad running game if they don't have good depth on the offensive line something like that so for me i don't even necessarily look at the two teams involved i just look at what the coaches have said in the lead up to that game and then handicap accordingly, expecting the coaches to just be very honest, very forthright, very upfront, because they'll use the media as a vessel to kind of call out some players, call out some position groups, and then they'll use Mm -hmm. the games to really evaluate those guys. Well,
3: it's funny. I said this with Kenny White, who was on earlier. And, again, not insinuating anything untoward, you know, but – You've got Staley with the Chargers, and now the Chargers have all these injuries. And they said, I'm not playing anybody. And these guys could walk out, shake hands before the game, say hi, give each other a little hug at the 50-yard line, say, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, you're doing this, doing that, I want to work on this, you're working on that, uh, to the point where it's almost a glorified scrimmage. And, again, I'm not suggesting anything you know, bad, but because the ultimate goal is Chargers already have injuries, Big doesn't want to get any. They just want to get this thing over with.
2: And I think too, there's something to be said about these teams that come out early in the week, early in the process and say, you know, hey, this guy's sitting, you know, starting quarterback's sitting, or we got these guys that are banged up. They're not going to play for us this weekend. So you start thinking about it, and realistically speaking, how long were the starters going to play anyway? You know, maybe a series right. or something like that. So to me, I look at the Chargers' situation, and you notice that line's gone up from two to three and a half. And, and I sort of look at it with the with the Chargers and say, you know what? These are guys that are highly motivated to come out there and play. Whether it's to make the roster and avoid the practice squad, whether it's to maybe get some reps for you know the starter that's injured, something like that. So the Chargers are a highly motivated team here in this first uh, preseason game for them. So that's something I think you want to pay attention to as well, where. Maybe it's not a bad thing that there are injured guys because now everyone's going to focus and play just a little bit harder.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it almost has an adverse reaction. right? Somebody says, yeah, I'm not playing my starters. So, you know, the one coach says, well, what am I going to learn? Okay, go and throttle a bunch of backups. And at the same time, he's sitting there going, and I'm going against guys that are ready to go, you know, over the top and be crazy uh, to try to make a football team. And I don't want to expose my – My guy's the injury. I mean, it's all this between the line stuff, right? I mean, it's always been that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and something else to keep an eye on here, too, you know, you look at the line move that we've seen in that New Orleans and Baltimore game on Saturday where Baltimore was a field goal favorite, now down to two or one and a half most places. Keep in mind, look, we know that Harbaugh is a guy that – I'm not going to say he obsesses over the preseason, but he does have a great record of success in the preseason – the books know that already. I mean, that's very much factored into the number here with this. So if you think that betting a guy like Harbaugh or, you know, John Gruden is a guy who's very good in the preseason as well, at least, you know, he was in his his previous stints, then look, I mean, that's something that the books already know, you know, Minnesota already know that. And we see that line into a flip favorite situation where people are going to bet on the Vikings just because Mike Zimmer is good in the preseason. Well, the opening number was set with that in mind. So if you think you're getting some grand edge because you know coaches' preseason records, that may not end up being the case because it's already very much priced in.
3: And then you got to try to decide, you know, are some of the things you're hearing, are they mixed messages? Um, the Bills had their longest practice of training camp with pads on the other day. It was a two-hour practice, and all the reporters were talking about they focused on the running game. They want They, they want to improve the running game this year. And that's the stuff they worked on. And it's just to go, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're going to come strutting into this game against Detroit and be worried about establishing the run because Moss and Singletary, those guys probably aren't even going to play. That's probably the first unit that they wanted to really get them in the mindset to run the football. But when you get into the preseason game, they could be turning around. And where they're really evaluating are the the four wide receivers that are vying for a spot or two and these are guys that are capable of getting traded or picked up off the waiver wire. So just because of the last practice or what they say might point you one way, that doesn't mean that's how the preseason game is going to play out.
2: I think it's important to take all that into consideration. You know, and I think it's important too, to realize that, you know, maybe they're talking about running the football and, and trying to get the running game going because they want to evaluate the second string offensive line. So, maybe it won't always be running the football. It could be some max protect, maybe some play action, something like that, to where they can do both. They can look at the offensive line, but also look at that group of receivers that, as you mentioned, kind of on the fringes of the roster. So, you know, look, I think if you're willing to do the work and put in the research, I think you can do very well with the NFL preseason. If you're just going to look at it and kind of you know, look at depth charts and see whose names you recognize from college football last year or two years ago, that's where I think you run into trouble. So this is a fact finding mission in the preseason. Always do your research. Always look and see, you know, where the position battles are and also what the coaches are saying.
3: Adam Burks with us. He joins us from Cleveland. Gotta ask you, Josh Allen gets the big contract. You know, Mayfield, it's it's about to be his time. Is that something that gets done before this year, or do they let him play it out? Uh, to the fifth-year option and, and see what they get from him for another year. How do you think the Allen contract impacts Baker Mayfield and the Browns?
2: You know, I don't know that they're going to get anything done. I mean, I think that maybe they kind of want to wait and see. You know what happens? Maybe talk over the course of the season, something like that. I know that that's not really the norm. A lot of players tell their representation, "Hey, let's wait until after the season to figure something out." But I think in the case of the Browns, where they've had so much turmoil and so much transition during Baker's tenure here, the fact that they saw a good season from him, especially a really good second half under, the, under Kevin Stefanski for the first time, I think it makes sense that they want to see what the first part of this season looks like, kind of look to evaluate, especially because, look, they play the Chiefs early on. They play you know the Chargers pretty early on. They've got some tough games early on the schedule here to where maybe they kind of want to see you know, if last season was what we can expect going forward from Baker Mayfield or not. And I think that they're going to be very smart, very cerebral about it. And the nice thing is I think Baker understands that too because he understands the situation, understands the money ball elements of the front office. So I think it's just going to be patience from both sides.
3: Adam Burke, he does such a great job, and we've uh, appreciated all his time, his great work on the baseball season and getting ready for uh, what should be a very fun preseason as well. Kind enough to join us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Adam Bud, always a, a treat, my friend, and let's see what happens in this first week of preseason football and get a read on where we move from here. But thanks for doing this.
2: Absolutely, Brian. Have a good one.
3: Thank you, pal. Adam Burke, great information as always. Don't forget, uh, hey, it's lunchtime in Las Vegas, 9701 West Flamingo, our friends over at John Smith Sub's. Outstanding after 6 p.m., the six-inch subs are only five bucks. And Oasis 4955 South Decatur. You want to sign up for your fantasy football drafts in the banking room? Come on in from out of town. Bring your whole fantasy league. Have a trip to Vegas. Check it out over at Oasis. Coming back, put a lid on Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network in a moment
1: Blazing saddle,
4: he wore a shining star. His job to offer battle to bad men near and far. He conquered fear and he conquered
1: hate. He turned dark night into day. He made
3: Taking you home with a couple of chuckles on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian blessing Chris Bavona, thanks to Stevie Slapshot. Uh, Always does such a great job for us. Adam Burke, kind enough to join us today. And Tony Miller downtown at the Golden Nugget. Always great information when the big man jumps in. Don't forget the Ultimate Football Challenge. And Kenny White from the Kenny White College and Pro Power Ratings Football Magazines. Great information, thepowerratings.com. So, Don't forget, a lot of cool things are coming up. Again, Super Contest Weekend over at the Superbook at the Westgate. That is on August 27th and the 28th. We'll be doing the show Friday the 27th from the Superbook. If you're coming in for Super Contest Weekend, please make a point. Come by, say hi. We do the show right in the back of the uh, Superbook, which is just an incredible venue with the massive screens. It's one of the most impressive things. If you're a sports fan, sports betting uh, participant, if you've never been, you've got to swing by the Superbook and see what a cool facility that is. Jay Cornegay and the team over there—we're very much looking forward to that. And you can still sign up for their golf tournament on August the twenty-eighth. That's going to be great fun as well. Scott Farrell is coming your way next along the Sports Group Radio Network and Sirius Channel two hundred four as he does weekdays, every day at uh, four p.m. Eastern Time. I want to thank our pal Chris Bavona and uh, hey locally. Vegas Hockey Hotline. Stevie Slapshot today has Ken Bolke from Simbin.Vegas. There's a listen live function at KSHP.com. Chris, always a chuckle or two, buddy. Thank you so much for all you do. Yes, It's been so long since we've had a Phil Hartman reference. That always puts a smile on my face. You are correct, sir. Great job by Chris Bavona. We're taking a 24-hour break, and we'll do it again tomorrow right here, Series 204 of the Sports Good Radio Network. Have a great day, folks.
4: Dispensing
1: little pearls of sports strategy wisdom, like gumballs from the machine where you're